Welcome to the NBA Morning Deuce for Thursday, January 28th. It is a packed You guys just get right into it. It's a packed day of NBA action. 12 games. There's so much to talk to talk to you about. See how I saved myself there, Alex? I did. Um, and I think, like, without wasting any time, we just got to discuss the biggest, I mean, the biggest story of the night. The COVID dogs have arrived. Mm-hmm. The COVID dogs are here. And when I say here, I really mean here because I live in South Florida. They are in Miami. They are sniffing people's junk. <laughs> they are telling you whether you have COVID or not. And whether they're right or wrong, you better you better damn well like it because they have arrived. The COVID dogs are here to save the, the season. Wow. That was – I mean – that you just gave them everything these COVID dogs deserve. Now, did they get anybody? They sit down on anybody? Know. I have no idea. Ah. I saw a couple videos that were posted of the process of the dog sniffing for COVID. Mm-hmm. It seems like complete bullshit. Um, there was the, the videos that I saw, there was lines of people, like three people in a line, six feet apart. And the cop or whoever, I don't even know, security, whoever, I I wasn't looking at the person. I was clearly, my eyes were affixed on the dog. Mm -hmm. Um, They would just walk down the line and the dog would walk right in front of the person and then keep walking. Walk in front, keep walking. Like a quick That is bullshit. That is bullshit. Because in all the experiments we we read about, they like made them sniff like a a piece of cloth or like... These dogs, like these, this dogs, these dogs that I saw sniffing people's dongs, yeah, literally like went, like walked up, quick sniff, quick sniff. Dude, that that's person. unreal. That wow. was my main concern on here was like that there they wasn't going to match these laboratory settings, and now the dogs are going to look bad when somebody has COVID. It's I mean, and now and so here's my other thing. Here's the other question I I had. I think I actually tweeted about this. Okay, so. To get into the Miami Heat game, you have to be cleared by the dog. Like the dog has to smell you, and the dog has to approve of you and clear you. <laughs> has to approve of you. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't know that. I just yeah. thought it had to realize so the, you didn't have COVID. Okay. The dog has to clear you uh, of COVID, right? And then in the game, you're sitting in groups, like whoever you come with. So if there's like a family of four, they sit together. But then everyone's distanced from each other. Yeah. But everyone's still wearing masks. Now, here's my question. This is what I don't understand. I am not an. I'm a, very much a mask person. I wear a mask anytime I leave my house. I wear a mask. But if the if the idea is that you can't get into the game unless the dog says you don't have COVID, that means everyone who's in there was told by the dog they don't have COVID. So why do they all have to wear masks if they don't have COVID? They're accounting for that 5% error rate of these dogs. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I, there's nothing, I'm always going to play devil, devil's advocate yeah, in favor you, of these dogs yeah, because I love, love them. Yeah, because love the dogs. Um, but yeah, I mean, if, you know, they miss somebody, we got to make sure they got a mask on, you know? Jesus Christ. Uh, well, the COVID dogs did not help the heat at all. That they, was clear, yeah. They are in trouble. We don't even have to talk about that game that much. I mean, obviously, we're going to go through every game, 12 games. Uh, the Heat got smoked again, but this th- there's going to be a, a – th- there is going to be a recurring theme in this episode, and it's that 
these COVID, this COVID situation is just really boning the whole league. It's messing it, everything up, man. It's just really boning things. So, like, what, what? So, first of all, what are the Heat supposed to do? They have Jimmy Butler hasn't played in eight games. I think they've lost seven of eight. They've now lost four in a row. They've lost seven in their last ten, but they haven't been healthy. Tyler Hero's got this weird thing. He's missed six games. He's got some weird neck spasm situation. I don't know what's going on. And then Goron. So the, like, there's not much to say about this game. They got blown out without three of their four best players. I mean, but it's but it comes back to they haven't had the best player, the guy who ru- makes the engine run because of COVID. Mm-hmm. And he's has it confirmed that he's tested positive, or is it just assumed? Or I gotta imagine, I have to imagine that he yeah. tested positive. I don't understand. He was on the bench with a mask, which he hasn't been. So I guess that means he's getting closer. I, I think he's cleared. I actually think he's cleared, and they're now con- doing the conditioning thing. Interesting. Okay. Like getting him conditioned because he hasn't played in two. It's eight games, two weeks. Yeah, and it's a long time. Feels like longer too. Yeah. Um, and then obviously, just not a whole lot to say about the Nuggets either. I mean, of course they won. Just, yeah, they, they're playing they better basketball. It's good for them. They are playing better, mm-hmm. and it has coincided with Michael Porter Jr. coming back. He's been a big spark for them coming off the bench. But I watched this entire game from start to finish. It's just nothing to say about the Heat right now. There's nothing. They looked particularly bad in this game. But I mean, it's there's only so long you can be decimated by injuries and continue to compete and go hard every right. night and expect to be competitive. Like, it, especially when you're going up against a team that's probably one of the best teams in the league when it's all said and done. Like, they haven't been playing that way, but they, they are. I mean, mm-hmm. they're one of the better teams. So, so the, the only thing I'll say is I'm not worried about the Heat when they get back to full strength, but I'm worried that they're digging too big of a hole for their seeding in the play. I, th- I do think they're going to recover. They're going to be a playoff team, but, like, they are screwed if they have to go up against, like, the Celtics in the first round. I mean, that just sucks. Not that they can't beat the Celtics, but, I mean. Yeah, and well, and I also, yes, that is a concern. Sorry, that is a concern that they are digging a hole. And also, again, like, Jimmy's been out for eight games now. Jimmy Butler's been out for eight games. Tyler Hero's been out for six. It's not like they're just going to come back and be good. Right. Right? They're, it's going to take a minute. So, like, how – how long is this going to go? Like, are they, they their next game now? Their next game is tomorrow night against the Clippers. The Clippers are now without Paul George and Kawhi Leonard because of pro- protocols. So, who and Ty Lue didn't seem to be super confident in when they would be back with the team. Uh, but this is, they, crazy. This is all, but crazy. they've been playing so good that they have built themselves a cushion. They were on a seven game win streak, they have the second, mm-hmm. third best record in the NBA. So they, it hit. I guess it's hit them at the right time, so to speak, because they have a cushion to where they can afford to lose some games. But like the Heat and the Warriors, who we'll talk about, um, like I mean, not the Warriors, the Wizards, mm-hmm. the, the Wizards, who we'll talk about, like those teams have been decimated by it at the wrong time, like right in this, right at the beginning when you maybe can't afford for it to happen. It just yeah. fucking sucks, dude. Yeah, it bad. sucks. And then it'll come up again in this episode. It's going to come up again. Uh, the COVID stuff. It's inevitable. It's just part mm-hmm. of what it is. Just, you know, the real story of the night, the biggest game, the most probably the biggest game of the night was Philly beating the Lakers. Um, Philly, Philly beat the Lakers 107-105. Probably good game. Fantastic probably one game. Of, probably one of the better games there's been this really year. Really good game. I mean, it was um, a very good game throughout. Uh, 
And look, there's a lot of stuff that we can go through from the game, but the I think the 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 point the thing is here is like Embiid is legitimately playing like the MVP of the league. He's got to be the favorite right now, whether Vegas says it or not. Mm-hmm. And games like this are what people will point to because it's a national TV game against the Lakers. Like people are going to look at what he did in this game and how he played and be like, oh shit, yeah, he really is playing like an MVP. Yeah. And I, I am here for it. I, I'm so excited with the way he's playing. Um, it's weird. This game, like we've said multiple times on this podcast, the Lakers do not look like they've fully hit their stride. Just They just don't look like they've peaked or even come close to peaking yet, right? Mm-hmm. And we were texting about it during the game when the Sixers were up, uh, I believe, 13 with four minutes left. And the Lakers went on a 14-0 run to make this a game. Yeah, I know. Um, I texted the, you MVP, MVP when he hit that floater. Yeah, Embiid hit like this absurd floater. I don't even know if it was a floater. He thought he got fouled, so he just threw the ball up and it mm-hmm. went in. And I was like, all right, well. This yeah, is that, that was a great moment. I really thought he was going to have an MVP moment on the final possession, but Tobias Harris got the nod. And I think it was actually a great play call. Well, I don't know if it was a play call or they just said, Tobias Harris, just go do your thing. But Harris took his man one-on-one and hit a nice shot. Uh, it was well defended. Um, but MB, the one knock on Embiid, and, and it is – it's bad as the turnovers in the post, you know, and if they had given that ball to Embiid in the post, he would have been doubled. And then you're risking him turning it over on an outlet pass. But Tobias Harris got it done. Huge shot for him. Huge shot for his confidence. He's having a great year. Um, and I'll say Ben Simmons probably had his best game of the year. Um, his first half best was outstanding. His, best game of his career, maybe. <laughs> no, no, given, I don't think. given who they played against. Maybe. Um, but here's the thing is, like, I need that every night. I not, I don't need a triple-double every night, but I need... I don't know. It seems like every time we say he had a good game, it's when he has a triple-double. He yeah, had 17, I, 17 points, 11 rebounds, 10 assists in this. It's the 17 points I care more about, and he only got to the free-throw line twice, which is un, it's just unacceptable. Like, there's more there. There's more in the bucket for Ben Simmons. Um, but, yeah, yeah. Th- that's a really good win. And one of these rare games where both teams are essentially at full strength, you know? So this was, wasn't was like one of those games where you're like, well, they're missing him or, you know, if this right. guy was healthy, would it be different? Um, so this is, I mean, we know we've got the best team in the West and we've got one of the best teams in the East and uh, they delivered uh, I wouldn't say the way. best team in the West. I'd say the best team in the NBA. You'd be there to win over yeah, the best team I'm, in the NBA. Best team in the NBA. I'm just separating yeah. it by conference, yeah. alluding to a possible finals preview. I don't know if we're going to have it, but right. not out of the question. Well, that's where I say, like, as good as Joel Embiid is playing and he's having an incredible year and all this stuff, the idea that in a playoff series that this could happen seven times and seven, like a game like this where it comes down to the last possession and seven times you may have to give the ball to Tobias Harris to win you a game. Like that's where my biggest concern will always be with the Sixers is that Mm -hmm. ultimately as great as Joel Embiid is at the end of the game, it's going to be whoever your best wing player is, is going to be the one with the ball in his hands and, it's still Tobias Harris. Yeah. That, that's always going to be my concern. They're playing great, and it's a great win. But I told you, I texted you, like, that's what, like you texted me on the last possession, like, this is the time where Joel Embiid needs to win this game. And I responded, I said, well, that's one way to win it after J- Tobias Harris hit the game winner. Mm-hmm. But I also said, not championship formula. No, unless, unless Tobias Harris can sustain this, which, I mean, he, he's just playing so well. Yeah, it just sucks because you've got another max player in the fold and Ben Simmons, and there you know there's no shot he's taking this shot at the end of the game. So yeah, LeBron's, point is yeah, Lakers. LeBron's, yeah, 
the, the Lakers are just so damn good. Let me ask you, I didn't see the entire game. I saw this like most of the second half. Was Dennis Schroeder not playing well? Dennis Schroeder was not playing well and then had a fantastic fourth quarter. Fantastic fourth quarter that got them back in this there game. There was some on, on Twitter, uh, Laker fans were – I've seen some Laker fans recently being like, he needs to come off the bench. Really? Yeah. I mean, I haven't seen it, it that thoroughly. I didn't – I mean, like, I feel like they're, they have the best record in the NBA. Like, how could – who could – who could – who, like, what – God, people – fan bases are spoiled, man. I know. Dude, what, like, he hasn't even played had, 20 games in the, for the team. Like I know, and they have the best record in the NBA. They look absolutely dominant, and as you said, they don't even look like they've fully even – Oh, were they maybe seventy percent of what they can be at this point? Seventy five percent. I mean, yeah. We in that the last five minutes of the game, we saw them at their peak, and it was terrifying. So yeah, you, like, and he, if and they hit that, and the guy and the dude still went seven to fourteen from the field. Yeah, he, like yeah. he still had a decent game. Mm-hmm. I just like I don't I didn't know what was going on. I just saw like a number of Laker fans being like, "It's time for them to put him on the bench." Like, yeah, well, what? that you didn't age re- well in the fourth quarter. In, you have the best record in the NBA, dude. Yeah, come on. Not bench him, like have him come off the bench. Gotcha. Yeah. Like, yeah. Why would you tinker with this? <laughs> I, I don't know, dude. It's there's you know, winning fan bases become spoiled. I guess I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, whatever. Uh, See, so yeah, it's a great win for Philly. The other exciting game tonight, at least, yeah. In terms of, yeah, yeah. Pretty much the 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 next game was um, Brooklyn Atlanta. My God, Brooklyn! Like they just—they just don't play. They don't play defense, man. I can't. They don't. And it's interesting. It's the—it's the Hawks too, right? Like, didn't the last time they played the Hawks, um, they played them on a back-to-back, and didn't the Hawks put 140 on them or something? Or they—they yeah, they, they put 145 on the Hawks, but the Hawks had like one. It was like 145, yeah. 135. Um, the Nets. I mean, but this, this though, I watched a lot of this while I was watching the Heat game. This is the formula. The defense eventually, I think, will get better, but for the for, but for the for Brooklyn, this is the formula. Kevin Durant takes twenty six shots, James Harden takes twenty shots, Kyrie Irving takes seventeen shots, and you fit. And it doesn't have to be those exact numbers, but KD gets the most shots, Harden gets the second most shots, Kyrie gets the third most shots. And then everybody else fills in after yeah, that. Yeah, they can take they're, open shots it, if they're there. <laughs> it, the hierarchy is set like that. And KD finished with 32. Harden finished with 31. 15 assists. And Kyrie, who is, who's shooting the ball efficiently, finished with 26. That This is going to win a fuck ton of games and probably get you to the finals. Like that, it, Ultimately, it's hard to see if this is how it breaks down. Joe Harris didn't play good. He snapped like a ninety-game three-point streak. Wow, something like that. Um, it might be less than that, but it, it, it was a streak nonetheless, a long streak. Um, so he he didn't even do that much. Jeff Green's still playing good. He's coming off the bench now. Like this is a scary team if this is how this goes. And if they're able to make some moves to get some better, you know, some depth and some size to play some better defense. This is this could this is a scary situation. Yeah, and and that's not a surprise. It, it really is. It's about that defense. If they're the move or two that they make, the rest of the way, I think will determine if if they're a championship can, contender or just you know a really really good team that's going to contend in the East. You know, 
Um, well, what do you mean by that? Because like a team that could potentially beat the Lakers. Got potentially okay. beat the Lakers. Right. Yeah. Because if like we, you know, they they they, they, they would, can compete I, for the East right I would now. Be, yes. Like this yeah. team doesn't strike me as the Clippers. Like mm-hmm. this team. Well, I guess you could probably go either way with that. Like, well, yeah, we got to Ky- see how Kyrie, they Kyrie and Harden are kind of losers. Like when it comes to like, like Kyrie won with LeBron, but like Harden has his has, is notorious for like disappearing in the playoffs. Yeah, Kyrie has crumbled other organizations, and KD didn't win until he went to Golden State. So mm-hmm. I guess anything. So the jury's possible. out. Oh, yeah, yeah. I guess they could be a team like the Clippers. I just don't see it necessarily that way i think i don't know it's gonna be interesting but the, but this breakdown and the way they look tonight offensively hey I mean, they're gonna be so hard to beat even if they don't have great defense because you, yeah. you, you you stuff to outscore them yeah so you're not gonna be able to stop them and this is come and this is not like oh they played the hawks we've it's noted on this that the hawks are winning games this year because of their defense. They had mm-hmm. seven ranked, de- seventh ranked defense in the NBA coming into the game, and they were healthy in this one too. I mean, they, they had everybody. Cam, Cam Reddish was back. He played great. Trey Young had twenty. <laughs> Dude, I was gonna say yeah, about oh, yeah. I'd say midway through the third quarter, the shot distribution and the scoring distribution for the Hawks was like beautiful, you know. Mm-hmm. And then I look at the end of the game, and Trey Young's got 22 shots, and the next guy has 14. Like, or I'm sorry, Cam Reddish had 17. But this team is too deep and has too many scoring options for Trey Young to be dominating the ball like this. I, this is the third episode in a row. I think I'm going to say it. Yeah. And he played great. Like his numbers are very good, but he shot seven of 22 from the floor. But his so. numbers aren't that. That's I'm saying his problem. like his scoring yeah. and assist output is good, but he's uh, not efficient just, at all. Yeah. Like I yeah I just don't understand. Like if you're like if you're a coach too like how do you not look at it even mid-game like the, at every dead ball every timeout they get not dead ball every timeout they get the box scores they see mm-hmm. what's going on and also if you're you just watch the fucking game mm-hmm. like you have again you have uh john collins who's nine of 14 which is but deandre hunter seven took 21 points on 12 shots that's my, that's exactly and, what I'm getting at. It's crazy. And, and then Cam Reddish had was nine of seventeen from the field too. Like you have these young guys who are clearly going to be how you become a great team. And somehow they ins- and for some reason, and maybe it's Trey. Yeah, we don't know where the origin of this issue is. But whether they, it's- there's this insistence on when it comes down to it, Trey has to have the ball in his hands, and that is understandable in in a fran- like if it. For a franchise player, like that's what you got to have. Like mm-hmm. the, the, you want your franchise player to have the ball in their hands. I think the question that I have now posed, and I think as they progress potentially, who knows? I could be wrong. That question will become: Is he actually a franchise player that you want taking all these shots, especially when he's shooting thirty-one percent from the field in a game? You know. Now, I will say he is super quick, and he does get to the free throw line. But like maybe some of these thirty foot threes or off balance like fadeaway jumpers off off pick and rolls get into the paint. I actually think watching Trey Young play, his best like he's he is best at going downhill, mm-hmm. getting to the basket and drawing contact and getting to the free throw line. He's yeah, very good or at throwing that. a lob to he's excellent at that as well. Right. He's very good at that. Then he gets falls in love with these these long 
yeah. contested jumpers, and he's clearly not that good at them. No. Look at I mean, he got to the line 12 times. That's for a guy who's his size. I mean, that's impressive. I mean, I think, that's he's, what, I think he's one of the leaders in the NBA and getting to the free throw line, too. Like, mm-hmm. so you got to also, that's also part of the context of his 28 points. Like, he got to the line 12 times. That makes his shooting numbers even worse. That he took 22 shots, mm-hmm. got to the line, went 11 of 12 from the line, and only, only had 28 points. This is random, sorry, but th- th- that's what made Iverson so unbelievable. Was I mean, similar size to Trey Young, and he went to the rim so often. He was in there all the time, getting getting bopped around. But and he also played in an era where the three there was, point. No, the mid range was still a thing. Right, his mid range was automatic. Like mm-hmm. he had no problem getting to fifteen feet and pulling up. He he played in an era where you took the shot that you got. Mm-hmm. And right. it was also kind of sorry to cut. It was also kind of frowned upon to take seven or eight threes a game, you know. Yeah, well, and he just wasn't that guy. But like he would get into the he would get to the elbow and take a jumper, or he would get to the baseline from ten fifteen feet and take a jumper. Like it wasn't a and he was incredible at it. Mm-hmm. But, but my, yes. my point yeah. he was always going downhill, like you said. Trey right. Young is so good at. Yeah. So I mean, they're gonna have to figure. They'll figure it out eventually because they're gonna win games, gonna play good defense, beat bad teams. But then when they play against good teams, this is where they're going to have to figure it out. Mm-hmm. So, um, where do we want to go next? The rest of the games. Oh, okay. So let's. We could talk. I get two games, three, three games here where COVID is going to come into the equation. Start with uh, Boston. Okay. Boston loses to San Antonio. One ten, one oh six. First game this year that they've played with Kemba, Jason Tatum, and Jalen Brown. That's amazing. Jason Tatum comes back from the COVID situation. 25 points on 25 shots. It's not great. 0 of 3 from 3. Like, he's back from a long absence. He's not. It's going to take a minute for him to get. So that's a, you know, you're going to lose games that way. Mm-hmm. And now they've, luck- also, they've also built themselves a little bit of a cushion in terms of being able to say. potentially yeah. lose games. Uh, I don't think it'll take him super long, but I, my point is is because of COVID and Kemba's injury and all that, they have not had their team until 20 games into the season. It's, it's, it's yeah. unfortunate. It's so tough to gauge who is who right now. I think you, you really do have to point more toward what we saw good teams do in the playoffs last year to know what, you know, like I know the Celtics are, are going to be super dangerous and they're still 10 and 7 but like yeah i think they lose to the spurs because they're just not in, in rhythm right now because of covid mm-hmm. yeah um I, when i was watching the end of this game i watched like the last half of the fourth quarter i just thought in my mind of like demar Derozan and and lamarcus aldridge are going to be two of the best players that when they retire we're never going to talk about them again Pretty good point. Yeah, like uh, you know, I, I don't know who's on that. Who else is on that list? I'm sure it's a pretty big list. Um, but they are on that. Like they're both really good, and when it's done, it's done. Like, yeah, who jumps into my head there? Monte Ellis. It was like a guy. Like, that, yeah, you know who um, else? Uh, who? Steve Francis. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Steve. Steve Francis. I mean, like, yeah, they're they're they fall in that category of like, man, when they were good, they were pretty damn good. And then when it was done, 
Yeah, that's all right. And it all you know, comes down to winning. Comes to, you know who else comes to mind? Because I saw a picture of him today. Mike Bibby. That's pretty good. Yeah. Those Kings teams were so fun. It was, dude, it was so funny. I know I always bring up McAfee's show, but they had Chris Weber on today just to talk about basketball, which is mm-hmm. super random because it's, it's like a 99% football show. Mm-hmm. And one of the guys asked him about playing with Jason Williams. Right. And he's talking about how much he loves Jay Will and this and that. <laughs> And, like, they don't have rights to video, so sometimes they'll throw up, like, a picture or something um, just to, like, remind people of what's being talked about. Mm-hmm. And the producer put up a picture while he was talking about Jason Williams of Chris Webber and Mike Bibby. <laughs> Did it Chris Webber notice it or no? Fucking hilarious. Well, he didn't say anything. And then yeah. – but this is how, like, aware of things and how different McAfee is from, like, other shows that would just, like, ignore it and be like, no, we can't admit that we messed up. Mm-hmm. Literally three minutes later, McAfee, he's like, uh, he's like, yeah, I'm being told in my ear. I just want to apologize. Um, I guess when you were talking about Jason Williams, we put up a picture of Mike Bibby. <laughs> and yeah. he's like, and Jason Williams didn't deserve that. He's like, we apologize. <laughs> you know, it, like he just calls it out. Like, they don't give a shit. It's, uh, but anyways, I, so I thought of Bibby on, in that group also. He, fall, he falls under there. And man, LaMarcus Aldridge, like he was so good. And like he's just. There's just he's still really good. You know where yeah. he's gonna be next year? I have a, I think he's gonna be in Miami. Yeah, that'd be. He's a free agent after this year. I'd like to see him get a ring somewhere. I well, I think he's gonna. I mean, I think I would almost guarantee he's going to a contender after this year. Mm-hmm. Can't imagine he stays in San Antonio. I think he's ring chasing. Yeah. Um. So not that Miami's in a position at the moment to be a team to ring chase on, but I just they're gonna have so much money. They have so much money in this offseason because they were planning on going after Giannis, unless yeah. they're able to trade for Beal. But, you know, or I guess maybe if the thing, if that stuff's true about Vic. Yeah. Who, who knows? Anyways, that's my takeaway from watching the, the, uh, <laughs> the, the, Spurs. And, and it's a shame, but it's probably dead on. They do have some really cool young players that I like watching, but, um, like I really like Keldon John. I like watching mm-hmm. Keldon Johnson. I like watching DeJounte Murray. I just don't like watching this team. Yeah. I feel like I'm, I feel like I'm losing minutes that I can never get back. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, that's bleak. It's true. All right. Uh, the other one was um, Dallas. Dallas. Uh, well, first of all, this is a dual like game because there's two things here, right? One is Utah won their tenth game in a row. Yeah, they're on they're fire. Just, they're just absurd. But the other thing is, this is the first time that Dallas has been at full strength in a long time. And they were getting, I mean, the final score was ended up, be, I think they lost by 14. Mm-hmm. Nah, they were getting smoked. I think they were now by 30 at one point. But I mean, again, all of these guys are now playing that haven't played in weeks. How are they supposed to like be competitive? They're playing their way back into shape because they've had to sit because of COVID or whatever went on. You know, I'm trying to th- how many games has their third, honestly, like supposedly their third option and Josh Richardson even played. It looks like he's only played eight games. He's played half the games. We, we had questions about what we had questions about whether he fit in general on this team before he missed a bunch of time. And now they got to figure out, does he fit or not? Mm-hmm. Like these are the first games he's playing alongside Porzingis with uh, Luca. Like, they have a lot to figure out, and they're 18 games into the season, and it stinks because this was a team everybody wanted to see 
deep in the playoffs this year. Yeah. Not saying I mean, that, I mean, plenty of time to fix it, but. Look at it. the guys that have not played in a really long time were Dorian Finney-Smith, Josh Richardson, and Dwight Powell, and they were four of 16 from the field. Really bad. Jalen Brunson missed some time, too. Uh, he missed a game or two. He was three yeah. for seven. Um, now, they were, they did just happen to run up against the hottest team in the NBA mm-hmm. who got another 20 and 20 from Rudy Gobert. Jordan Clarkson, dude. I mean, he's pulling, I, I he might be pulling away right now for six. He is man. pulling, uh, the odds wise, he is. Really? But just in general, like he, I mean, 31, 11 of 21 from the field. I mean, he's just playing out of his mind. He's playing unbelievable basketball. And the crazy thing is, is like, you know, I talk about this team and their issue being that they don't have like a dot, like a great wing. But if him and Con, I mean, if not him and Conley, if him and uh, Donovan Mitchell didn't even play in this game, yeah, that's remarkable. I mean, so that's probably why he had thirty-one. He played more minutes. But if him and Donovan Mitchell together can get it going, like get some rhythm, oof, this is that's a da- I mean, offensively, it's a pretty dangerous team because Bogdanovich scores the shit out of that thing too. I'm trying to think off the, like they're not in a great cap situation, but is there any way they could be buyers at the deadline? Like it, a piece, like a I really nice know, piece. I don't know what they have that people would want. Yeah. I'd, like Other a than nice, Jordan Clarkson, but you're not giving that guy. No, that's, right yeah, that's not what I mean. You're looking to add talent, like a, a wing somewhere. I don't know if they really can do it, but that would make them really yeah, interesting. Like, no, you know, I think the only way would have been like, going and getting like a Kevin Porter Jr. and hoping that he mm, like yeah. emerges like going and getting a young guy that I mean uh, unless you can figure out a way to maybe get JJ but even that that's not the piece you, you're talking about like, right yeah I'm talking about yeah I, I don't know I just don't a, think a name so is kind of unless me. unless there's you know it, like Detroit or OKC or Minnesota like is Minnesota you know are they selling like are they? Do they want to give up Malik Beasley? Who's you know, he's Malik playing Beasley, great. Yeah, he, and, he, and he's cheap. He's on his rookie deal. Like he's a guy who, if that team feels like oh, they maybe have a log jam with him and D'Lo and now Anthony Edwards. I mean, maybe you can go try to get him. I think if I'm the Jazz that. and I know I'm going to have a great record, my pick's going to be late in the draft. I would give up a first round pick for Malik Beasley right now for sure. I think most teams would. Yeah, I mean, like, he has his like. I don't know what's going on with the gun charge that happened in the offseason. Oh, I didn't. I, I didn't realize I, that. I, well, I don't know if it ended up happening. I, I should probably be clear on that before I talk on it. But there was the whole thing where, like, there was, like, a family outside of his house. Like, I guess they, like, pulled up to his house and he came outside with a loaded gun or something. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, uh, and then there's also the whole, like, I think him, like, trying to take Scottie Pippen's ex-wife out on a date. And really, <laughs> oh, I'm God. pretty sure he's... Think clearly, he's and and I think he's married. <laughs> like, clearly, did not do my research on Malik Beasley. Did not. Know yeah, he's had a, he's had an interesting okay. season and off season, but he's playing good. You know, the fact that they're letting him play means I'm assuming he's not in some in any serious legal trouble. So yeah. Uh, okay, and then the last c- c- case of COVID basketball is the Suns. Pissing me off, man. The Suns cost have me now, money tonight. They cost me a crisp five dollars tonight, Joey. The Suns, the Suns had three games postponed because of COVID, and they have now lost four of their last five. The Booker hasn't played in the last two, but still. And Bo- guess, Booker is not COVID related, right? That's a uh, uh, what well, says injury it's a hamstring. Or, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, 
I mean, look, I'm not blaming it on COVID and all that, but I am saying like there is something to at one point we were saying this was the second best team in the in the Western Conference. And then they got postponed for three games and now they stink. Mm-hmm. There's something there. I, 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 it shouldn't be that way. But like even last year, like the, the Clippers, right? Like they bl- they said, oh, we were just finding our rhythm and then the league shut down. And then things, you know, we were trying to figure each other out. And I got to think there's something here. Like their do, rhythm yeah. has got to be messed up from just having to take a, a week break in the middle mm-hmm. of the season when they were just starting to get rolling. Like, I, yeah, I don't think it should ever be a thing that you can, like, hang your hat on as, like, a, an excuse or a reasoning. But there is, there's got it. There's a little bit of truth to it when you lose your think, rhythm. Yeah. No, they would never. I, I am. Right. They would never. I, I, I just think there's some truth to it. Like, when things get all messed up here and your rhythm is off. I mean, chemistry in basketball is, like, it's so, I mean, it's completely unquantified. I don't know if that's a word, unquantifiable. But, like, like the way like an eight man rotation plays together is so, you know, unique in regards to other sports. You know what I mean? Like just getting the pieces to work so important. And when you miss time and then you go up against teams that have been playing basketball nonstop, like it's not going to, it's not going to be smooth sailing at all. And I think that's what the Suns are dealing with right now. Yeah. It's unfortunate because man, we, how high were we on this team? They looked awesome. Yeah. And Chris Paul was all like, they have, they're going to be okay. They're going to be fine. Yeah, they're a playoff team, but they have yeah. fallen off a cliff yeah. in terms of where we thought they were going to be this year. Mm-hmm. And then they could turn it around, but it looks like while they are falling off a cliff, every other team in the West, other than maybe Dallas, seems to be ascending right now. Yeah. So not a, not a great look for them. And, of course, OKC, who I said was going to be one of the worst teams in NBA history, I think they're 500 now. They claw their way to 9-9. Nine and nine. Um, this is a great coaching job by, uh, I don't even know his name. I don't it's know. It's a fantastic coaching job right now. Yeah. Al Horford, man. I always knew he had it in him. I did not. I think I talked a lot of shit on Al Horford coming into yeah, this year. Yeah, of course he did. That's why I'm yeah. saying that. Uh, yeah. I mean, they, you know, who's playing well for them that I wasn't sure if he was even really an NBA player. Hamadou Diallo. I thought he was just like a freak athlete. He's, he is that for sure, and it looks like more than a that, yeah. decent player. But I hate talking about this team because I still think they are. I still think they stink. I don't think they deserve to be talked about mm-hmm. when you when your front office is actively trying to lose. I just don't. I yeah. I hate it. Uh, so we'll move on. Speaking of actively trying to lose, like that's a transition. Um, the Washington Wizards, although I guess they're not actively trying to lose. Yeah, they, they, don't, they don't have much choice in the matter. Yeah, they, <laughs> they just stink. Well, I would say outside of they are they have been hit by COVID the worst of any team. Yeah, and been ravaged. Like it's not. It's, I don't even think it's particularly close, right? Like, I don't think so. Um, they're still missing half of their like their rotation players due to COVID. But I did watch a lot of this game. Uh, well, at least the fourth quarter or second half of this game. And for a guy who, when he's on the bench, is absolutely miserable in Brad Beal, when he's on the floor, he is playing his ass off. And he and it's gotten to the point now where, like, I think he's he, at least personally, is at a point where he's like, well, I know we're going to lose every night, so I'm shooting everything. 
He took 37 shots tonight. It's awesome. <laughs> Unbelievable. It was so fun. I'm just like, man, give him the ball and let him cook. Like, he was just – and they – I mean, they lost. Uh, so it's not like 47 on 37 shots is a formula for winning. But, again, his starting lineup is Howell Neto, Isak Banga, Jordan Bell, and Robin Lopez. So, That's really bad. Um. Tons of minutes for Alex Len, who got cut by the like couldn't even play for the Raptors. Got cut by the Raptors, um, and his team stinks. But Brad Beal, <laughs> I'll tell you what, I'm gonna watch Wizards games. I'm gonna be <laughs> watching Wizards games like regularly because I, until he gets traded, I want to see if he just keeps doing this. Mm-hmm. I, he, he he might he average have 35 a 60, this year. I was gonna, he, he he could have a 60 point game in his near future he for sure. He'd have a 60 but. point game this year. Oh, did pretty, he have one already? Pretty sure he had one like two weeks ago. Oh, yeah, against the Sixers. It was against – I think, yeah, I've, su- I think yeah. I've suppressed the memory. That's exactly what happened. Um, but I but he could average 35. Like, no one's averaged 35 since Kobe, right? I'm not sure. It sounds right. Uh, I know James Harden, Harden didn't get there, close. right? He was close. Harden was close. You uh, know what the weird thing from – maybe I'm overreacting. Russell Westbrook – Missing this game because of rest is is odd to me. Like you're shorthanded enough. This is like the highest paid guy in the league. Like, can he go out? Like, based on how shorthanded they are, shouldn't he be out there? Just like, why is he getting a DNP rest? It's weird. I don't know. I mean, that's they, you're punting on the season at that point. I mean, I mean, maybe they're just being honest. Like, we have no. Well, he had no an injury. He was hurt a while. I mean, he he missed like a week or two because of his injury. Maybe this ESPN thing I'm looking at isn't accurate. Maybe it's DMP and he had an injury, but it says rest here, and I just no, think no, it's no. weird. It's listed as rest, but what I'm saying is he missed like a week or two because of an ankle or a knee or something. So yeah. maybe they're just load managing and they called it rest. That makes sense. Either way, this team sucks. It's yep. not like they would have won this game. In fact, they probably would have lost by more if Russell Westbrook played because probably. half of those shots, like probably – 10 to 12 of those shots that Brad Beal took would have gone to Russ, and more of them would have been missed. Yeah. So the Pelicans, Lonzo Ball got hurt. I don't think it's bad, but he didn't come back into the game. He only played 15 minutes. Um, More minutes for Nall. Yeah. 30 um, minutes for Nall. Yeah. Didn't play great. No. Zion uh, is a big gentleman. Every time I watch him, it's just like... Big boy. It, it doesn't... He defies the laws of physics with the it really does with his like body the way so his strange. body the way his body looks. Yeah. He looks like he just looks even the way he walks. It's like the Hulk, but he has like a back injury or something. Like I'll tell you what, weird. Chris Weber, Chris Weber today was like saying he's like it does worry me that so early in his career there's like he walks weird and they're trying to help him figure out how to walk and like wait they're trying to help him figure out how to walk. You don't remember that last year? They were like trying to change how he walked. No, I don't. I didn't. See yeah, because he has that like weird like gait where he like looks he's like he's limping. The most athletic dude on the planet. They're trying to tell him how to walk. Yeah, but I That's think insane. there was like concerns because remember he was having like knee getting like yeah. knee problems and stuff. I, mean, like I would have just figured that. That's because he's like three hundred pounds and jumping. <laughs> well, yeah, that too. like he is, but. Um, but I tell you what, when Alex Len is guarding him. On the perimeter, it's a mismatch. He looks like the best player in NBA history. He <laughs> looks, I mean, you want to talk about a guy who looked unstoppable because Alex Len was guarding him? And the funny thing is, 
this is another case of the local broadcast talking about uh, or not knowing what the fuck they're talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, that should be when, a segment on the show, by the way. When Alex Len fouled out, they're like, "Oh, that's not good for the Wizards. He's he's their one of the. I mean, that's he's one of their better. <laughs> he's one of their better <laughs> rim protectors. One of their better rim." One of the red, better rim protectors. I think he's been on their team for like three games. <laughs> <laughs> he's not a good rim protector at no, all. He's, he's like the slowest dude on the planet. Yeah. He he flagrant fouled Zion so hard because Zion just like went right by him. He just yeah. grabbed him by the shoulders and pulled him down. <laughs> and then they're like, yeah, I mean, he's a better he's better rim protector than Robin Lopez, which. Not that Robin Lopez is like this this great rim protector, but I can't imagine he's worse than Alex. Yeah, Len. I don't think that's true at all. It's in kind fact, of a diss to Robin Lopez. In fact, when Len was on the on the Hawks, which was the last team he played like any consistent minutes for, I feel like they just sat him in the corner and were like make you know take corner threes. Yeah, like I think he was starting at the four at one point because he was just like became like a corner three guy. He's like Mike Muscala, but worse. Who was it on the broadcast, you know? Not the, I, mean, I don't fucking know. They were I, mean, really, I feel like those guys are really, seven-footer. That's a rim protector. They were like, super annoying, too. Like, one of the guys was just like, uh, you know, I'm not going to do the impression because it might be <laughs> offensive. But he was very way too energetic for this game. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it was just it – was, it, was, it was bad. Uh, but he did look like the greatest basketball player to ever play basketball when he was being guarded by Alex Lynn. So that, I guess that's something. Brandon Ingram added 32. Whenever you can get 64 from your two young studs, that's good. But yeah. it is the 18 Wizards. rebounds for Steven Adams. How did he get all those rebounds with Alex Len down there? I don't know. That doesn't make any sense. It's crazy. He must have gotten lucky with all the bounces. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, probably long rebounds off of missed threes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, you're probably right. Oh, man. The rest of the game's kind of blue. Um, Milwaukee beat the Raptors. 115-108. No, no, nothing shocking there. I went on a pot so I went on, on on a podcast yesterday, actually. On a some guy wanted me on his podcast. Um and he like runs a website where they ask questions like fans go on and ask questions and then people can respond. Like, I don't it's weird. But like the questions like they trend, so it's like what are the most trending yeah, I topics? Gotcha. And one of the topics was like, do you still think Brooke Lopez fits with the Bucks? And I was like, well, to be, I was like, I don't, I was like, I'm not sure I understand the question. I mean, I understand the question. I was just like, but maybe the fans who are asking these questions have watched more basketball than me, but I don't know what center is going to fit better with Giannis than Brooke Lopez. Yeah. Uh, where where was, doesn't Brooke Lopez fit? I don't know. Like he's just. I would say. I said to him, I and the guy I think was a Bucks fan too. Uh huh. And I said, I look, you're not gonna like what I have to say here. The problem with the Bucks is not their supporting cast. The hmm. problem with the Bucks is their star. <laughs> the problem. How did, with the he, Bucks, how did he respond to that? Was he? Was he? Yeah, I mean, he tried to like do like the fan thing where he's like, well, but you know, maybe they can run more plays with this and that. I was like, yeah, they can. They can run all the plays they want, but in the last two minutes of a game. Chris Middleton's the one taking that shot, and that's a problem. Yeah. Same problem you have in Philly. But hey, we don't have to talk about that. We already did, so it's just... Yeah, that's true. They got a nice win tonight. Just let let, let that be. Yeah, that's true. I should just let it it be. Uh, Yeah, 
Pascal Siakam stinks. Uh, what else? Uh, did OG Ananobi not play? I, I'm kind of not excited, but I'm just wondering if he's going to take a bigger step in the scoring department. Because I think they need that if they're going to scramble their way into the playoffs. Aaron Baines, probably best game of the year. Six points, six rebounds, three blocks. <sighs> You know, I still part of me thinks he's just not. He's just he's, he's just, just a backup not a, setter. He's just yeah, it's just a good backup. Yeah, <laughs> uh, brother. That's comment of the year, by the way. That, that's oh. my favorite comment of the year. It's but well, you're not. I, I I know you have Twitter, but you're not. I've gotten not entrenched in NBA Twitter, but I have become very oh, like like in, like not involved either. So I don't know what the word I'm looking for is, but I've I've I monitor. NBA mm-hmm. Twitter a lot. And as you dive into specific team Twitters, like there are these, I don't know who these people are. I don't know how they have so many followers, right? But there are some, there's some guys, like there's, I follow and they follow me. And that's probably how they have so many followers. So they just follow everyone back. Mm-hmm. But like I follow for some reason, some like, uh, like there's the, like a Clippers fan who I think might be like 19 years old and has like 10,000 followers mm-hmm. and just tweets during Clippers games. Like, the end of the first quarter was so great. We're playing so good. Lou Williams looks great. I can't believe And I'm just like, this is what you do? Like, is it what? video or he just types it no, out in no. all caps? Oh, okay. He types it in all caps. <laughs> okay. I just imagine that he's sitting yeah. in his house thinking these things. And so the guy who who at one point tweeted, I'm starting to think Aaron Baines is really just a good backup. <laughs> That's yeah. one of these. When did you not think that? He's one of these Raptor Twitter guys, which is like the hardcore fans who are like tweeting every minute of every game. Yeah. I, I, they, I, like, they like try to justify everything about the team. Like I, there's one guy on there that is a he, – he like tweets pictures of Lou Dort all the time. He's hardcore OKC like – the he must be like the number one OKC fan on Twitter, mm-hmm. and just he'll tweet stuff like, "Down to Shea had the best quarter of his career. I love this team." <laughs> just like, dude, I, I, I'm not laughing because I was knocking on the door of becoming that for the Sixers. Like I was like very close to just going that direction where I was tweeting like during the process and that sort of thing. So I, I understand the uh, the depths of team Twitters. And, uh, yeah, it's just crazy. I mean, dark. it's not. There's no. I mean, like, I mean, they, they all have like their own personalities. Like Heat Twitter is just like, all right, who, who can we create buzz that they're coming to Miami next? Mm-hmm. Like that's that's all it is. That's all it ever is. It's like any like if there's a report like oh this team is interested in trading this guy or this guy wants to leave, it's like all of Heat Twitter is like, Pat, let's go. How do we how do we get it done? <laughs> Who are we trading? Like everyone, there's every single player in the NBA has been photoshopped into an NBA a Heat jersey at some point or another. It's crazy. Twitter's it's a cesspool. Hell of a place. Uh, what games have we not hit? Oh, I mean, there were some the early the, the seven o'clock games. Sacramento beat Orlando. Cleveland beat Detroit. Indiana beat Charlotte. <laughs> oh my God, Charlotte. <laughs> There's got to be one in there to talk about. Pacers, you know? Pacers. Uh, it's good. I like seeing the Pacers win games with, uh, you know, with Car- without knowing when Karis Levert's going to come back because they like yeah. actively 
tried to get better and unintentionally got worse. And this is, again, like a team that I thought last year could be good and then injuries messed them up. And now this year, Miles Turner got hurt. Saponis got hurt the other day. Now they don't have Levert. Like, I'm starting to worry a little bit about this team that they could potentially be, like, cursed to where like they're never going to be fully healthy and we're not going to know. Yeah. But I like, so I, I like I, seeing I, Simonis. 22, 11, and 10, by mm-hmm. the way. I mean, they're definitely keeping their head above water, if not better, um, until they can get to full strength. So I I, I think they're dangerous. I really do. Um, if, if they can get to the playoffs with a decent seed, I think they could surprise a team for sure. The yeah, they beat, they beat the Hornets 116-106. Um, Cleveland beat Detroit 122-107. My boys in Cleveland, dude. I like Cleveland. Obviously, I, like I didn't him. watch any of these games. Jeremy Grant continues. I think he has a 15-game, 20-point streak at this point, something like that. Played horrible against the Sixers, but I think he may have still gotten to 20. Is that correct? No, he had no, yeah, he scored 11 points in the first game against Philly, and 25 the second one. Um, but so, other than that, so he's he doesn't on have absolute scoring tear. No. He's done it in every game except for two, which is pretty remarkable. JaVale McGee, DNP CD for Cleveland? Unacceptable. Dude, get that Complete, guy out of there. Maybe he's getting traded. Unacceptable. Maybe he's getting traded. That would make more sense than the coach being like, I can't play this guy. Like This three-time NBA champion? I mean, yeah. what are we talking about here? Dude, come on. By the way, on that podcast, the, fir- one, the first question was, who's your favorite player right now in the NBA? And I said, well, there's two ways I can answer that. One is I love Kemba Walker, but that's a personal thing because I was with him for a long time, so I like to see him do well. But the other one is JaVale McGee, and here's why. And I went into a whole thing. And you talked thing. for 45 minutes about it? Oh, my God, the rest of the podcast. The podcast was like four hours long, and <laughs> three and a half was just me talking about the, the, the merits of any contender trading for JaVale McGee. Good. I, I'm, I'm, I might go check it out now. Yeah. Um, I don't even know what it's called. So. Oh, come on. <laughs> I don't no. Sorry if you're listening to this, by the way. Dude, you're, you're going big time. You're on podcast. You don't even know what they're called. Like, I don't know what it's called. He didn't tell me. I don't think he told me. <laughs> oh there was God. no introduction. It was. I mean, it was fine. The guy was good, entertaining. I had a fun time. It was yeah. short, short and sweet. I think it was like twenty minutes, thirty minutes. Quick. Probably it was what we were intending to be at one point, and then things went off the rails. Right. We just got so good and so entertaining. We 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 couldn't box ourselves right. in. Yeah, right. So you're the one who said he, that guy's not entertaining, not me. Uh, Sacramento beat Orlando. <laughs> oh, God. You know what I'm tracking? Because I've These, got a little bet on it. It's Tyrese I guess Halliburton. It, I like, I, it is, a, I guess, inevitable that on a night where there's 12 games, there's going to be some 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 real shitty basketball. I think yeah, I think this is like even be, like even with a lot of games there's still a lot of really bad freaking games here. Well, Sacramento that's, no, no, that's what I mean. I think because there's so many games. Yeah. No, I'm saying like I still feel like it's a higher por- or percentage than it should be for some You mean this year? Tonight in particular. Oh. Yeah. I just mean the matchups. Like these That's what I'm saying. They're all oh, terrible. Yeah. They're, yeah. they're so bad. Yeah. Um Yeah, I don't even want to talk about this game. Do you want to talk about no, this game? Do you have punt. anything to say about this game? Punt on it. Warriors are well, as we're recording this. The Warriors are up twenty-two on the T Wolves, so that game's over. Um, you had you texted me early in the game and said that you think Anthony Edwards and Cat could be really good. 
yeah. sooner than later. This is the second time this year I've gotten to watch a lot of Anthony Edwards and like I just he flashes man he really flashes to me like yeah you picked a pretty good game to watch him if if he can put it all together like he's going to be there was such a weird moment where he was in the or Andrew Wiggins was in the post against him like Andrew Wiggins being like this surefire can't miss first overall pick backing down this guy who's like the first pick in this draft that had allegedly no star power and um I don't know. I'm a big fan of his. I think I, I can't wait till his raps get released. So, <laughs> yeah, he said he's like the baby. Um, on the uh, it was the Wizards broadcast. They were talking about how Brad Beal keeps playing and he doesn't miss games. Yeah, and what and one of the guys. It was so weird. I don't know why they were talking about like why it came up on the Wizards broadcast. But they were like, yeah, these guys, I just don't understand why some of these young guys have to sit out, you know, and, and rest for, like, for what reason? Like, D'Angelo Russell resting on a back-to-back? Like, what is that? <laughs> why are you talking about D'Angelo Russell? Yeah, that's <laughs> Do they so play? random. Unless they, like, unless I just, maybe they play them tomorrow. I don't know if they play them soon or something, but, like, D'Angelo Russell did not play in this game. <laughs> Honestly, sounds like that guy had D'Angelo Russell in a FanDuel lineup and got boned and just, like, had to get Gosh. that in there. Had now, to squeak. like, wouldn't television be so much better if he said that? Yes, 100%. I've said just that. Just like, oh, I, I had FanDuel. I had yeah. him FanDuel. He guy boned me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it'd be amazing. Instead like, of, like, who's really going to get upset? Just, instead of now, I'm just like, why is this Wizards announcer just shitting on D'Angelo Russell? Yeah. They're not playing D'Angelo Russell. Yeah. Oh, brother. Local, it's got to be yeah. the reason. I, I think at some point, maybe in the off season, because I can go back and get like local broadcast feeds and like cut yeah. sound. Mm-hmm. What we have to start doing is like marking down times and games, and then we'll do an episode like in the off season when there's no games, okay. or maybe during All Star break when there's like some time of like like the most absurd like local broadcast calls. Okay. That'd All right, that that will be a fun episode. Um, well, I think that's the end of this episode. I know. I'm looking through the rest of the yeah. Shoot, we, no, we got said, I think we, we hit them all. Chicago, Memphis postponed. We hit yeah. everything. Yep. Um. Thursday night tonight. If you're listening to this today, tonight, Thursday, whatever. Yeah, you like that? Um, four games, and the dogs are back. Let's go. Let's go back a back to back. Do you think there's going to be any DNP rest for any pooches? Do you think they're you know going to get out? Can there? you wear out a COVID dog? Like, can a COVID dog's sense of smell get like tired? Like, can they get tired? That's a good question. Do you, is like there how a much rest? <laughs> like, when a dog sniffs uh, two thousand dongs, well, they're not all dongs. <laughs> I was going to say, wait, I thought capacity was two thousand. But I guess it just stands. looked like. It, like they where they were just it looked like the dog was walking by sniffing them right in the private parts just walking away quick sniff what a terrible job i mean that is you know for the I mean, dog yeah have you ever thought about that i thought i had that thought that this is weird like with a dog's olfactory sense being like three thousand times were better than a human's like when you fart around a dog like it's so it's so much worse for them and for the the listeners, not not that I want to insult anyone's intelligence on this podcast, but for those of you who are just like, what did Alex just say? That's your sense of smell. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, 
Come on. If you're a deucer, you know that. <laughs> I guess so. But sometimes you just have to clarify things. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm sure it sucks. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I just crossed my mind. Yeah, because I, that's why I don't have a dog because I just can't stop farting. Yeah, and you're too good of a person to subject yeah, I don't an want, animal. I don't want that, that yeah. dog to be miserable. Yeah. Um, no, I've never thought about that specifically. But now every time I'm around a dog for the rest of my life, I probably will. Good, good. <laughs> so I don't think it's going to stop me <laughs> from if I, I mean, if I have to. Right. Pa- if I have to pass gas around a dog, I probably still will. And then you're going to might, kind But of then I might give it like a glance, like. <laughs> See if he puts his head down or rolls his eyes or something. Or if he just, if he like, if he's like. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> what if he saves your life? He diagnoses you with something. He sits down immediately and you go see a doctor and you're like, oh shit. He just, he just like, you, it, it's like goes outside. He's like, what is it, boy? He gets dirt and he just writes Crohn's <laughs> in the dirt. Oh my God. It'd be special. What are we at? The 57 minute mark here? Maybe it's time to wrap this boy up, Joey. <laughs> I'll tell you something. I'm going to wrap it up. But these COVID dogs have really brought new life to the NBA season. I'm not even kidding. I, uh, yeah. We are in the dog days, right? We are mm. not even 20 games into the season. We're doing this five days a week. These dogs have really brought new life. We're in the dog days. We're literally God, in the I dog days. I didn't even mean I was, to I didn't say know if that, you noticed right? you did that. I didn't that. even yeah. mean that. <laughs> I was waiting for you to like wink. No, I did not even mean to make that joke. But it was, God, it was fucking hilarious. Um, All right, we'll see you guys tomorrow. Or we'll talk to you tomorrow. Later. Later. Later.